0: Welcome to the Topeka First podcast. We are one church with several locations. Our mission is to reach our community with the message of Jesus. If you would like to give to support this podcast and the ministries of our church, please visit topekafirst.com/giving. Enjoy the podcast. All right, uh, so this morning, uh, I'm going to choose somebody to preach for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see that. <laughs> yeah. The Neelies put their finger on their nose. Okay, that's right. <laughs> okay, no, actually, I better do it this morning. But hey, um, I'm, I'm uh, thankful to the Lord for His goodness and how He's shown uh, favor to us in this season. You know, this morning we're going to wrap up the uh, Sunday services for 2019, aren't we? This is this is the last one for 19. Uh, no, going back at this point, but it gives us a time for us to look back a little bit in this last year and to uh, also to kind of prepare for the coming year that's in front of us. And I'm really not into the resolution thing about, you know, doing the, what'd you say about doing the the, the flossing and all that kind of stuff? Uh, But, uh, you know, there are some things that we can do and we need to be able to look back just a little bit uh, to remember the things that God has done for us in this last year. And uh, maybe for some, you may want to look back even further and see some of those great things God has done for you. But I really particularly would like you, and I feel like that we need to look on this year and this last year and what God has done in our lives. And you say, well, God hasn't done anything big in my life this year. That's okay. Uh, Just uh, as we get towards through this this morning, you probably have an opportunity to think about what he has done. Before we get going here this morning, I've called this, uh, What Stones What stones Have You Set Up? And you'll kind of get what I'm saying here as we go on, but today we're going to look at Joshua and how God used him uh, to bring God's people into the promised land. Of course, God was in the mix of things, uh, but God was also working through the life of Joshua himself and in pe- the people's lives. They've set up a memorial of stones to remember what God, had did for, what God had done for them. All of us have had the opportunity to live this last year and to see different things happen. It may have brought some good things to you, maybe some dip- difficult things, uh, things to celebrate and things you want to forget. Uh, that happens with everybody. But ultimately, there are some things that we can thank God for in 2019. And, and if you say, well, there really aren't, I would say to you, you need to be honest with yourself and honest with God as well. Because even in the toughest of times, God is doing some good things if we
1: see them or not.
0: I, I remember a, a pastor when we were out in Southern California, I remember he was going through some challenging things and and he said it this way he said life is kind of like uh, running down railroad tracks In one rail is, is God's blessings and some great things are happening and good things and then on the other rail there's some tough things and there's some difficult things and we're running down that and those rails run parallel there together and sometimes that's the way it is in our lives you know, we could all look back and see some good things, but this time of the year, you may be thinking of the recent memories maybe that you have from well, whether they were good or not so good from Christmas time. You may have received a great gift from a family member or a friend, and, and it may be something that you've wanted for years. You may have simply had the opportunity to be with family or friends, and that, that's important. And uh, so, And you can enjoy each other. But for some, we need to look back even past that. In past this, this uh, a recent history for all of us, you need to look past that. It may be that new job that was opened up for you this year, uh, or uh, you may just be thankful uh, that God has sustained you through a time of difficulty. There are so many things that God, uh, there are so many ways that God really steps into our lives and we must be willing to look at those and say and look, recognize God's work in them. Memories are essential. The, Bi- the Bible really teaches us that memories can be critical for us. It allows us to remember the good things that God has done for us and to pass those testimonies of God's goodness on to others around us. And when we, when we remember what God has done for us, it can also encourage us. Have you ever been encouraged by remembering something that God has done for you in the past, or maybe for a family member or friend, and it's like, that was great. Let's look together here in Joshua. We're going to be here in Joshua chapter 3, and then we're going to jump into 4. Joshua chapter 3, verse 15 to 17, and it says this. Says Now the Jordan is at flood stage, all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap at a great distance away at a town called Adam and in the vicinity of Zarethan. While the water, uh, while the water flowing down to the sea of the Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite of Jericho. So in verse 17, it says this, it says, The priest who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground. While all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. God did an amazing thing here in this situation, and this was a major event in the life of Israel's past. For this time though it was a major event for them in the current, right? It, that was happening at the time uh, for them and this was something that God did for them and he was setting them up to be his witnesses among the nations there in the Middle East and to let people know who God is. Uh, and some of the victories that they had they had weren't so big. Uh, But they were still critical in their lives and in their spiritual walk. And I can think that people tend to forget some of the great things that God has done for them. If we're not careful, we can forget them and keep moving, setting aside their memory. And sometimes we all forget, don't we? I don't know if you're like me or not, but I forget things now and then. And my wife will have to remind me of something. And just one of those things that happened, well, while we all got together during Christmas with my family and uh, different ones came in and and they spent time at our house. And uh, I remember my mom talking to me and said, hey, do you remember this time that you spoke to this particular pastor as a pastor we all knew? and uh and i had an opportunity to encourage them and to speak into his life Uh, and it helped them kind of helped, tried to help them work through some things and this guy's passed on since but honestly i said you know what it happened like 10 years ago about and i totally forgot all about it i didn't remember and she gives me all these details i'm like well, somebody remembers. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, for me, it was kind of an encouragement to me as well. It wasn't a great big deal, but, uh, but it was God working in the situation and in his ministry. And, and memories can be the reminder of God's care and love and concern for us. He, he's involved in our lives and sometimes we need to be reminded of those things, those milestones, those things that he has done in our lives to remember, yeah, God was working here in my life. Sometimes people become discouraged and they think, I don't know if God is really working in my life now. He worked here years ago, but I don't know about now. But the fact is, is he wants to continue to work in our lives Look with me over here in Joshua chapter 4. We'll look at the first few verses there. It says in verse 1, it says, Then the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, or when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, right from where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay, where you stay tonight." Now, if you look over in verse twenty, you'll find something there. You find that this this place was at, at Gilgal, where is where they were at. Say that three times, and uh, let's let's keep reading here. He says in verse 4, he says, So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel for a few days. Forever. Forever. And that's what it was about. It was about remembering what God had done for them. And it's important in the day that we live to remember what God has done for us. And you say, I don't know yet if God has done something for me or not. Well, if that is the case for you, you look to him in faith and keep trusting him, keep asking him. And he can give you one of those times as well. This was a miraculous intervention of God. There's no question about it. He, he wanted to make sure that his people remembered what he had done for them. And he also wanted the next generation to know, uh, to know even though, the, even though they weren't necessarily there at that time. And this, this morning we're going to look at five simple things as I kind of break out of this. And we, we need to get out of this passage and about God and his relationship with Israel and with us as well first one is this is it was only after israel recognized what god had done for them that that he had allowed them to enter their promised land they they recognized what god had done of course they were there right those people they were there they were there when the thing departed they, they saw the the ark of the covenant go down the priest carrying it down they were there so they had crossed through the riverbed, but, but the promises uh, weren't simply to live at the riverside in Gilgal. It wasn't that if they were, if they would have just camped out by the river, they would have missed out on some of the greater things that God had for them in their lives. And as a nation, they would have just missed out on so much and we go we see there in verse 7 it says these stones are to be the memorial to the uh, to the people of Israel forever they were to remember God's kindness to them they were to remember that God helped them along the way uh, the facts are that not not everyone who came out of Egypt was there some had died many had died in the wilderness but some could remember being delivered from Egypt they had a lot of good things To remember, there were some tough victories as well. And there were some tough losses as well for them. Have you recognized what God has done in your life? Have you recognized what God has done for you? If you don't, you're really at risk of forgetting the good things of God you take the chance of losing your courage to fight the battles of life. And really for us as followers of Christ, we need to be able to fight those battles uh, faithfully. We don't want to lose out on that. And you don't want to lose out on those promises that God has provided for you as a follower of Christ. What are some of those things that God has done for you in this last year? I'm sure that sitting there, many of you can just go right off and say this, 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 this. And for others, you're like, I don't know. I'm not sure what he has done for me, but I'm sure that he will help you. I know for us as a family, uh, in in this last year, the Lord brought our oldest son and his family closer to us. He moved from California to live near us, and uh, that's a great blessing to us. We're, We're thankful to God for it, and I will say that we pray not just to expel the breath out of our mouths on a regular basis, right? We don't just do that, but we pray seeking God for an answer, and we continue to do that. And what we find is that he answers. And we, we know that if we ask and keep on asking, he will answer. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. So once God uh, does something in and through your life, don't forget to recognize what he has done because it is the handiwork of God. Do we understand from the, the passage? We understand from the passage here that Joshua and the priests uh, had to obey God's direction in in this miracle. Even back in Joshua chapter three, verses five, verse five, it says Joshua told the people, "Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you." The Lord was speaking through Joshua and God's people needed to follow the plan of the Lord at that time. And he even told the priest to carry the Ark of the Covenant out into the river. It was part of God's direction. And we need to be willing to follow the leading of the Lord. We need to be willing to consecrate ourselves. In other words, set ourselves apart for him, prepare ourselves so that we can serve him with everything we have. And so, the, you know, it could have been that the priest decided that day, you know what, I'm serving today, I'm the one serving, so you know what, we're going to carry the ark, let's just carry the ark over near the riverbank and kind of see what happens. Lord knows I don't want to get my feet wet in that water. That's not how it was supposed to be. And they took they took that ark over and they took it down to the edge and then when their feet got in the water, we know what happened. The second thing is, is it was only after they stopped and thought about what God had worked in their lives that they could move forward ready for battle to take the promised land. They had to to process what they heard. In other words, they had to stop and they had to think they had to process it. Uh, uh, Joshua chapter 4 verse 9 says this, Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there to this day. They didn't They didn't just get a, a stone from the river bank and set up a memorial. That wouldn't have had the same kind of meaning. Yeah, it would have had some meaning, but not the same kind. They went right down into the riverbed where the priests were with the Ark of the Covenant, and they went down there and got the best stones that they could get. Keep in mind these Israelites had a covenant with God. They had been purified by, according to the Old Testament uh, rules and uh, as, as the Lord gave to Moses and, and the directions God gave Moses. And so those 12 men chose a, a, a rock. They picked up a rock that, that must have been they must have been swelling up with joy in their hearts and minds as they're going down there by the Ark of the Covenant. Imagine what that was like for them as they're going there in the presence. And you say, well, what's the big deal? I think some of the too, too many people watch Raiders of the Lost Ark and they misunderstand. And I know that's for the older ones. Uh, but they, they misunderstand really what the ark is all about. It's about the covenant of God. It's about the 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 decalogue, the the two the tablets that were in there, the the Ten Commandments, that covenant that God made with 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 uh, with, uh, with God's people. It was in there. It was uh, it was. Uh, the staff of Aaron that budded it's covenantal stuff stuff that God had done for them it was the manna that was in there in that ark and these guys are walking down into the river and they are probably thinking about what God has done for them thinking about what God has done for them in the past all the way as he pulled them out of
1: slavery from Egypt there, there's a lot of stuff there Um, I would think that probably made some of them stop for a little bit and pick a better rock than they were going to in the beginning. Could be they stopped and looked up to see how God held back the water and shook their heads saying to themselves, I don't know how you do this, God. I don't even get it.
0: Are you ever in that camp? (laughs) are you ever in that situation you say God you know what I don't know how you brought this together I don't know how you worked it out I wish you would tell me and sometimes he leaves that mystery there for us because we need to put our trust in him
1: not Him, not
0: just in our own methods or not, not just in our own ideas
1: not just in our own views and our thoughts we need to put our trust in him what about you? Have you uh, stopped today for a moment to look at how God has done something good for you in your life? I hope you have. Maybe something you never even
0: thought of before. uh, He may have kept you safe or he may have brought you through something that you never thought would have happened and he kept you safe at some level by his power. We don't have all the answers. We just don't. But what we do know is he does and he brings life to us, even in difficult situations. There are times that we just need to stop and think, why else do we have artifacts in museums, right? Why do we have these museums? Why do we have the artifacts? That's important, right? Uh, and we have those things to see how our ancestors lived, right? Right. So when we go to the museum and we look at it and we see that that moldboard plow that's for the farmers, you see that that moldboard plow that is pulled behind a team of horses. Uh, uh, you and I can say thank the Lord that we're not having to hold that plow. In the ground while that team of horses is pulling that along the ground. Thank the Lord that we don't have to spread the wheat like this by hand to be able to seed the land with wheat. And thank the Lord on top of that that we don't have to grind the wheat
1: by hand to make bread. Of course, I wouldn't eat wheat anyway. (laughs) Some of you did (laughs) that. There are times that we just need to stop it from. Let's look back at Israel for just a, a bit. The
0: third thing is, is it was only after Israel set their past failures and losses of slavery behind. They had to do that. It, that was a continual thing for them. And uh, they had, they recognized that God brought them uh, through and that they would be ready to fight for God's promises to them. So they had to set those past things Aside, And here's the deal. That didn't mean that there were no challenges ahead because they had plenty in front of them. And once they entered the promised land, there were some things in front of them. And Joshua chapter four, verse 18, it says this. It says, and the priest came up out of the river, carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord. No sooner had they set their feet on dry ground than the waters of the Jordan returned to the place and, to their place and ran at flood stage as before. Mir- the miracle here was big. Uh, but it didn't take long for the water not only to fill the riverbed again but on top of that it hits flood stage again like before and God's people had been, in a, had been through a whole lot they'd been through slavery, crossing the Red Sea wandering in the desert longer really than they should have and uh, crossing the Jordan River now and facing the flooded water again have you ever said to God, this is too much? Have you ever felt like the flood was too much? Uh, you know, this, this year we've had a lot of rain uh, across the Midwest here. And, and one of the things we always, I used to live in Atchison years ago. And so I used to have to cross the Missouri every day to go to work in Kansas City. And uh, so uh, this year, uh, several times we had to go through Kansas City that way. And so we had to pull out the phone. I had to pull up and see what Missouri Department of Transportation said because I I needed to make sure that the river was not flooded because it seemed like half of the summer off and on the Missouri River was out and you couldn't get across that way. You had to go through Leavenworth and uh, so it, it was kind of a challenge in fact I pulled it up here what a couple weeks ago when we didn't have service uh, or what we didn't have second service you guys missed out we had first uh, but, but anyway uh, there, I had to look on the app to see because Jody was trying to come back uh, from seeing her mom in, in Arizona and so I'm, I'm looking on the map is, is, it, is it okay yeah the Atchison was okay you could pass through there the river was down but still places were flooded that's just the way life is sometimes. Sometimes we have some great times. Sometimes the floods are still there, and we're still moving on, but we cannot stop. And these guys, that's the way it was for them. God just did a great big miracle in their life, and then you would have thought that God, after He let them pass through, that He would
1: say, okay, now we're going to pull it down from blood sake. It's not what the Scripture is showing us.
0: Consider yourself to be full of joy when you face troubles. James says it this way. Do you like, I don't like that scripture. Do you guys? I don't know. He says it here in James chapter 1, verses 2 or uh, verses two and 3. He says, consider it pure joy. can he say, can he change that up like consider it okay? Uh, you know, that'd be nice. But he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Some say, some translations say patience. But most of us, I would say, don't want that perseverance. We don't want that patience part of it, do we? I just want a few few troubles maybe. But, But he says, consider it pure joy. Set aside the losses and the failures and consider it pure joy. Need to recognize that you're, you're going to make it because God is good. He's proven himself in the past in different ways, and he is able to prove himself again. You have to look to him in faith. You have to look to him in trust. Uh, you know, James doesn't stop there. He goes on to say, in James chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, these words, or 4 and 5, these words, he says. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That one seems a little better, doesn't it? Then verse 5, he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And we see that in the context of the other part. We have challenges in our lives, and if we don't know what to do, we have to
1: ask him, right? and He will help us. We need to set aside
0: the past mistakes and and, uh, let perseverance grow in our lives and ask God for help when we don't know what to do. We're all walking down this road of life. We all have a journey that we're on, right? Each one of us have a journey, and our journey's a little bit different. The way we walk is a little bit different in some sense. You know, some people have a, a certain gait to the way they walk. They have a certain style. Some have a swagger. Some some skip. Some run. Everybody's different. I'm not going to try to do any of those in front of you, by the way. And so you get the idea. But we all do have a little bit different journey. And we have to make sure that we understand that God is there with us and we need to be willing to allow Him to help us as we follow Him. And we want to follow
1: Him faithfully. We all have a little bit different journey in our lives. Fourth thing is, as we see, uh,
0: was that it was not only after they, it was only after they set differences, any differences they had aside of the tribes and recognize that they were in this together. I take a little liberty on that, but the the twelve stones weren't left unstacked, by the way. Joshua put them together as one memorial. It wasn't twelve different memorials from what I understand. It was one. They they all came together for one. Joshua chapter four verses eight and nine says this. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan according to the number of the tribes of of the Israelites as the Lord had told Joshua and they carried them over with them to their camp where they put them down. Then verse 9 says this, Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood. They are there to this day. Some of Israel's tribal leaders could have easily said, we need to have our own memorials. You can have your own. Maybe Reuben and Gad said, well, we'll do ours and you do yours and we'll kind of do our own thing here. Uh, But they came, they had come through on dry ground together. So they needed to have that memorial together, what God did for them together so they can fight for victory together.
1: Fifth thought is this, is it was only after they thanked God for the small victories of the past that they were able to look for uh, the victories in their future. They thanked God for the victories, for the small victories of the past. Really, that memorial was not only a reminder of what God had done for them. it was the main, That was the main purpose,
0: so that they would remember, and so the next generations would but yet in some ways, it was a reminder to thank God for giving them these small victories. This was pretty big, but there were some small ones in their lives that ended up being pretty big as well. But if God had not given them these victories, they may have still been living in the desert today, unable to enter the promised land that God offered them. He probably still would have pulled out uh, another uh, another remnant from among his people to bring them in. Look at what Joshua chapter four, verse twelve and thirteen. Says the men of Reuben, Gad, and the half tribe of Manasseh crossed over, ready for battle in front of the Israelites, as Moses had directed them. About forty thousand armed for battle and crossed over before the Lord to the plains of Jericho for war. They were ready to take the land that God had promised them because they were were reminded that they needed
1: to keep the right perspective. All of us as God's people, we need to keep the right perspective. And if we don't
0: have the right perspective, then we need to gain the right perspective. And the word of
1: God helps us to do that very thing. And this morning, as we start wrapping this up, Remember what God has done for you. Maybe I should say it this way. Do you remember what God has done? Do you remember what He's done? What stones have you set up for the year 2019? What, what markers do you have to say in this last year? Don't go before that at this point. I really think you need to focus
0: on what God has done. And some would say, you know, yeah, but this has been a rough year. That's okay. Rough years happen sometimes. And if that's the case, what markers do you set up at this point? What has God done uh, for you through this time? For others, you may say, you know, there's some great things that he's done for you, and that's wonderful. Set that memorial up and remember what he has done for you in your life. Don't forget that. Set that up and remember.
1: Reflect on what he's done for you this year. What has God done for you in this last year too? What has he sustained you in? Are you willing to let go of some things in the past so that you can move on with him in this kingdom. Are you, are you ready to be able to set some things aside so that he can work in your life and through your life in this kingdom? Would you stand with me this morning? You know, if you haven't set up any stones yet this morning, so to speak, I don't have a physical stone for you to set up, and that's really not the point. But this morning, I think as we're in prayer, our prayer teams are going to come here in just a little bit, but, and we're going to be led by a final worship song together. There may be some of you that you, you may even need to bypass the prayer workers. I wouldn't normally, but you may need to come down here to this altar and start seeking the face of God. You may not even remember what he's done for you in this last year. You need to take this time this morning and allow God to speak to your heart. Remember what he's done for you. I can look across this room and I see many people. And I, and I can think to myself, God will this, God did this, God did this, God will this. God this. There are many people here. And that's awesome. You can also say that there's some tough things that this happened, this happened. But I also saw saw something else on all where this happened. God was there sustaining and helping and upgirding and filling and strengthening and helping people to walk through some life. This morning, would you open your hearts up to him?